Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of another cold one with Tyler and Alex, unless you want to say your own name. Tyler and... Tyler. Shit. Here we are. That's okay, man. Hey, we'll keep trying. So we're here. We're back. It's been a little bit of time, but we've uh, we've taken some time to look inward, do some self-reflection, change up the format a little bit. So, what's new with another cold one? We're still going to be covering cold cases and murder. We're still going to be covering supernatural events, historical mysteries, and the like. But we're going international. We looked at our downloads. We looked who was listening, and we've gone worldwide. In we have gone episodes. worldwide. You know, we made a joke in the first episode. We did. Or was that episode two? One that of the episodes. Episode one. Episode one <laughs> we made a joke. You you talked about how we, we already went worldwide, but funny enough, we are in quite a few countries now. Many countries. We had like 147 different countries. Yeah, and many Crazy. I hadn't heard of, which is shocking. Yeah, only like one person in each, so I'm really, I want to know who like the You didn't need to say is. that. <laughs> <laughs> However, we're going we're gonna maintain kind of that worldwide view we're gonna be using a random country generator every time to find a new country and then we're gonna search for something special in each of those so we can kind of do like a local spotlight outside of just the US of a and cover some things that maybe haven't been covered before by other uh, podcasts you know we're just we're, we're gonna we're gonna switch up the storytelling a little bit too you know each episode just switching back and forth so you can really skip every other episode until I'm telling the story you know I know I know that's what you guys come here for so <laughs> I completely understand. You got to tune out now. <laughs> you know, every every once in a while, we're probably going to sprinkle in a little little New York City aspect into there. The place True. that we are currently residing. True. Now that we're roommates and can't get rid of each other, we kind of have to do things together. So it's really great, and we're gonna we're gonna do some exploring, some storytelling. Yes. So we, we're really excited about the new direction we're going to be taking this. Mm-hmm. Heading out into this year into 2021 is going to be another cold ones year, and we're we're excited that you guys are here and choosing us. You, uh, might, you know, we talk about YouTube, Instagram. You guys should definitely follow us there. And, you know, soon enough, the gram. we might we might be starting a TikTok. It's going to go nowhere, but, you know, it's going to be fun for us. People are asking for it. And by people, it's mostly it's Alex us. and I. Yeah, we, <laughs> we ask each other. But we're asking a lot. <laughs> we, we talk about it regularly. So it feels relevant. But It feels great. <laughs> so is there anything else you'd like to say before we uh, we dive on into it? Oh, man, I wasn't expected to put on a spot where I'm the only one of two people talking. So, you know, there's a lot for me to, to take in right now. It's, it's really out of the blue, especially yeah, with I, only I wasn't two of us on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think let's get into it, you know. What okay. country are we dealing with today? I know you well, you, ro- you rolled the dice, so to say. You didn't ask me if I had anything to say. Oh, do you have anything to say? I do, Alex. Thank you so much for asking. <laughs> uh, this show is definitely not... Sponsored by Malibu Rums. Thank you so much. And Twisted Tea for, again, providing uh, for us, letting us put bread on the table and supporting, uh, you know, local artists and local podcasters and and local shows and letting us get drunk and uh, make a livelihood out of it. Thank you guys so much, again, for not sponsoring this podcast. It's been absolutely Soon enough, we could remove one of those words. It's either going to be a cease and desist from them that says sponsor or it's going to be not when they sponsor us. Either way, it's a win-win. Yeah, right? I, I mean, I'm framing I mean, it if, if we I get it. If I got a cease and desist, yeah, it's cease and, whoa, cease and desist, I would frame it. Sorry, I'm a little, I'm a little toasty. A little twisty. Anyway, so we're going to get into it. Uh, I'm going to be transparent with you guys. I rolled the dice for a random country. I got the Maldives. Uh, there was... The Maldives. Oh, God. We did, we practiced. This is my worst nightmare. We, we practiced we practice this. <laughs> Oh, God damn it. My mom's going to bring this up when I go home in a couple weeks. She She's absolutely know. should. She's going to know. Anyway, so we were going, I was going to do the Maldives. Maldives. <laughs> oh, my God. 
I was going to do the Maldives. I'm composed. Audience, I'm composed. I was going to do the Maldives. <laughs> However, there was only kind of one real story. Most of the stories were about uh, opium because it is in the Golden Triangle. Uh, oh, is it now? Yes, uh, something new to me. But I rolled the dice again and then continued to roll the dice 11 more times. Ended up with somewhere that I wanted to do, which was England. England had a lot of very interesting unsolved and supernatural things. I have to be honest, I picked this one simply because it involves a bicycle, and Alex can't ride a bicycle, and no, that is the I, only I hope, reason why I did it. I hope that makes our audience feel a little bit closer to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've never learned how to ride a bike. There's a couple fun facts you need to know about my co-hosts. We're only a couple episodes in. We're still getting to know each other, you know? It's like our second date, you know? Like, we're not splitting the meal yet. We're, we're paying, so I've known you for two for and a half years. <laughs> I'm talking about the audience. Oh, I've known them for more than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically. <laughs> we're still getting comfortable you know we're learning their favorite color and they're learning our favorite color and in this case it's Which green is blue because this title is the man with the green bicycle but so fun facts you need to know about Alex whoa before hold we up in. that is an incredible title <laughs> it's not bad but so fun this facts, is better than our title our title sucks compared to that <laughs> well fun facts you need to know about alex before we dive in here we go uh, I'm just going to give you little tidbits as we go from episode to episode. And then I'm just going to drop things about Tyler, you know. It's going to be our like th- it's going to be our thing now. Yours are going to be just leave the mommy issues out of it, please. Uh, <laughs> Alex can't ride a bicycle and he also refuses to drive his car on the highway. Those are okay, your two Okay, now here's tracks. the thing. I mean, we don't really need to delve into this right now. Bike thing completely true. Let's get into it. The highway thing. I've just never done it. Uh, you know, eventually in another episode I'll reveal where I'm from. It's very exciting for the fans to wait for that. They actually already um, know. In episode two, you were shitting on Virginia as a commonwealth. It's not a state. <laughs> and then uh, you said you were from Maryland. <laughs> well, episode two was from May 8th, so please excuse me for forget forgetting that. You're right. Well, we've been going for probably about 10 minutes, so let's... Uh, <laughs> let's, let's cut to the chase. Let's get into it. The reason people are here. Here we go. Save all questions for the end. On July 5th, 1919, Bella Wright was 21 years old and lived in a village... Little Stretton, just outside Leicester in England, a picturesque place full you of. You mean Leicester? Yes, Leicester in England, a picturesque place full of country walks and quaint lanes and surrounding rolling countryside. On that evening, Bella had decided to visit her uncle a few miles away. And How old is Bella? <laughs> Twenty-one years old. Thank you. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad that that was important information to the story. Thank you for interrupting. Please continue. <laughs> On that evening. Bella had decided to visit her uncle a few miles away and set off on her bicycle for a short journey. Somewhere along the route, her trusted bicycle malfunctioned, and she found herself struggling with a loose wheel. Happens to us all. You know, you take the bike out for a little... Doesn't happen to me, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, I mean, maybe that's why you had a loose wheel early on in the process. I just quit. (laughs) You called it a day. But she kept going. So by chance, (laughs) a man rode up to her on a distinctive green bicycle with unusually shaped handlebars and offered his assistance. Unable to provide the wrench required to fix the wheel, he offered to travel with her to her uncle's cottage to ensure she got her bicycle fixed. (laughs) The unnerving man, according to Bella's uncle, waited for her outside the cottage and they rode off together to continue their journeys. This was 8.50 p.m. in the evening and Bella was expected home soon after. Bella, however, did not arrive home, and at 9.20 p.m., a local farmer, Joseph Cowell, found her crumpled body in the middle of the country lane. 
Would you please repeat the word you used to describe her body? <laughs> <laughs> the word, the word I, I I used was was crumpled. Okay, please continue. <laughs> <laughs> it was that an important detail that you needed to highlight? fully think that was an extremely important detail? <laughs> crumpled. I mean, pull the pull the crowd real quick. Who's ever heard a body described as crumpled? <laughs> definitely not in the autopsy <laughs> like <I'm, laughs> yeah. little box yeah. I gotta yeah. <laughs> was the body crumpled yes or no yes. <laughs> check yes <laughs> all right well so the police began investigating so again as we know the green bicycle it was an odd bicycle and the gentleman was decided to, described as unnerving by her uncle who saw them together outside of a cottage it's so interesting that like describing someone as unnerving is like in itself not very like descriptive but like everyone pictures pretty much a very similar thing that like i think we all have like the same image of like what he looked like yeah i mean for our youtube audience a lot of what i feel towards you (laughs) i am unnerved and crumpled right now the word was crumpled (laughs) but you got to take with a grain of salt too because like his description it's plugged in right now but they definitely asked him about the dude she was with after they found out she was dead they were like oh you saw you were the last one that saw her alive of course he's gonna be like oh yes it was an unnerving i mean i don't i don't think so i think like i think pretty much everyone knows like unnerving like what a guy would be like described as like that and like i feel like that that is like a thing that you like that's the feeling in the pit of your stomach you know you think so Huh? You think so? I think so. I think that's like a like that's an instant reaction you have towards people. Was it the green bicycle? You think? Like, who drives it? Do you know anyone who rides a green bicycle? I mean, I don't know many people who ride bicycles. That also is good myself. You know, I tend to associate people who can't ride bicycles. So (laughs) you only we are few, but we are strong. (laughs) The no bike gang. We've got magic. That is the worst motorcycle gang ever. (laughs) You just walk everywhere. We're just on the highway. Just strutting. All right, but well, I, I completely, I completely can picture someone unnerving, and the fact that it's like a green bicycle and unnerving is like, hmm. I mean, I don't know what the norms were back then, but I feel like the fact that that is a point in the in the description is very weird. Yeah, it's definitely out there. Like, it's, I mean, for the fact that like the uncle may have seen him one time, you know yeah. what I mean, and like that was the detail. You know what kind of sticks out? I mean, it'd be the same thing if someone was wearing like a bright green shirt. Yeah, I would probably remember that. Yeah, and you're either gonna remember him as like the guy that wore the bright green shirt oh he pulled that off or like why the hell is this this guy wearing a bright green shirt yeah so maybe he didn't pull off the green bike (laughs) (laughs) maybe that was just the issue (laughs) yeah but so we're gonna dive into the police inquiry now please do so they found the body now they're looking into whether it was an accident how far away was the body potential foul play uh that i do not know um but it was in the middle of the country lane and it can't be assumed that she was seen at 850 and she was supposed to return at 920 so and when was the body found probably not too far in between that time we don't have a time yet okay so the police yet, be, this case is from 1919 the police begin investigating initially they thought it was a tragic accident and that the young girl had fallen off her bicycle and simply hit her head no footprints were found around her to suggest someone else may have been present and the only other evidence spotted was a smear of blood on the farm gate near her body and a dead bird nearby such a crime scene today would have no doubt yielded many clues 
through forensic science and a preservation of evidence evidence but again this was 1918 or 1919 so forensic science was just i mean you know like you know it was just nothing yeah. <laughs> like they didn't have anything so uh, they arrived at the location and began to look, and when they were searching the ground where Bella Wright's body was found, he, they discovered a bullet just underneath the top layer of soil. Convinced mm-hmm. this was connected to her death, the officer raced to the mortuary. There, he discovered a gunshot wound in the left side of her head. This was mm. no accident, he declared. This was murder. Notice how I said murder instead of murder. Please continue with the story. I shall. <laughs> so then it becomes the question of who was the owner of the green bicycle? The that unnerving the, man. What was that? The unnerving man. <laughs> I, I like that. that I got close <laughs> to the mic for you. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't change my volume. I said the Antarctic man. I was like, do you know something that I don't? Was the there a Antarctic man. <laughs> was there a serial killer on the loose who rode a green bike? I really hope we get Antarctica mm. in the random generator. Is that a country? It's are continent. There, are there countries in Antarctica? No, I think it's just a continent. Interesting. Wow. I was in the geography being sixth grade, so I should know this. We probably just sounded very ignorant, so we're just going to move right ahead. <laughs> After reviewing her movements that evening and gaining knowledge of her meeting with the mysterious man on the green bicycle, I know you're shaking, Alex, because it involves the word bicycle, but it's going to be okay. The mysterious man on the green bicycle, police theorized that she had for some reason tried to flee from him that night, taking a narrow road in an attempt to make it home safe. They thought the man had taken a different route to cut her off, meeting her at the farm gate. He had then shot Bella Wright dead and fled the scene. The hunt began for the mystery man on the green bicycle. Wanted posters were issued for an average height, dark-haired man aged 30 to 40 years in an attempt to identify him. Alerts were put out for the distinctive bicycle he was riding that night in the hope that it would lead them to their main suspect. For seven months, no lead were found and the case was beginning to look like it would remain unsolved. Through a stroke of luck, in 1920, so a bit afterwards. A year. Yes, a boat pulling coal. <laughs> Gotta be honest, thought it was 1917. <laughs> that would mean three years. Yeah, well, that felt a little bit better to say a long time. A boat pulling coal up the river store in Leicester? Leicester. Leicestershire snagged its tow line on an object beneath the water surface. This object turned out to be the handlebars of the elusive green bicycle the the police had been searching for. Mm -hmm. The remainder of the bicycle was also found, and a local Mm. laborer came forward to say he had witnessed a man throwing both parts into the river some days earlier. Despite clear attempts to remove the serial numbers on the metal, enough remained for police to identify the owner through purchase records as 34-year-old Ronald Light. Well, we have our man then. We do have our man. But the case is still unsolved, and that's why we're talking about it. Well, why? Alex, I am so glad you just asked me that question because I'm just about to get to it. Ronald Light was arrested on the 4th of March, 1920, and it was quickly determined that he did indeed match the description of the mysterious man with Bella Wright on the evening of her death. In another twist to the case, on the 19th of March, a gun holster with a collection of bullets was found in the local canal, bullets which were matched to the bullet which killed Bella Wright. The same canal the bike handlebars were in, the same canal that he was witnessed throwing bike parts into, 
Ronald Light, upon questioning, admitted he met Bella on that country lane and assisted her with her bicycle, accompanying her to her uncle's cottage. However, he claims after they rode off together, he headed off towards... Leicester. Leicester. While Leicester. Bella, <laughs> while Bella <laughs> continued on her way home. Ronald Light insists he left Bella Wright in good health on that evening. Ronald Light was a former school teacher and soldier with a checkered past. He had been fired from a number of positions, including a railroad worker and a farmhand for inappropriate behavior and seemingly unhealthy interest in a fire after setting light to an office and a block of haystacks. He joined the army during World War I, but was dishonorably discharged for reasons unknown. He re-enlisted soon after as a private, but came home after suffering shell shock. At the time of the murder, he was working as a math teacher at the local story, at the local school. Sorry, there had also been varied reports of inappropriate behavior toward young girls, although no charges were ever brought against him. So, before we get to the trial, what are you thinking right now? I mean, this guy doesn't sound like the best, you know. Uh, story sounds kind of sketchy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I. There's nothing in there that's pointing to like this just being someone that's like, oh, I'm innocent. Like, this wasn't me. She has a bullet wound in her head. The last person she's seen with is a dude riding a green bicycle. Which she admitted was his bike. He admitted and was found that he owned the bike. Said he met the girl. Had a gun holster. Well, the gun holster wasn't confirmed to be his, but a gun holster was found in the same canal that the handlebars of the bike that was disassembled, obviously trying to hide something, was found in with bullets that matched the one that shot her in the head that day. I mean, if you gave me one word to describe this guy, my one word would be unnerving. <laughs> unnerving and fucking guilty, dude. Like, it seems, this really seems This seems cut and dry. Right? Everything lines up perfectly. He owned the bike. He was the last person seen with him. Bullets were found in the canal, the same as the bike, which was disassembled in order to, I guess, ease suspicion, right? Also, sidebar, if you're ever doing something sketchy, don't nope. throw it in the water. Why? Because it comes back to shore. What if I threw something in the Hudson right now? Well, the Hudson is a cesspool. There, that might be okay, because there's a lot of bodies in there probably. Yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, water is a good place to get rid of things. Acid. <sighs> I didn't say that. Let's move forward to the trial. Do you think they had a lot of acid available back in 1919? <laughs> Do you think there was a shortage? <laughs> Leicester fucking UK had an acid shortage in Do you think they had acid period? <laughs> <laughs> the acid boom of 1919. <laughs> Quick question. Uh, oh so you you brought up this concept of acid. Oh, no. What acid are you talking about? Hydrochloric. Fuck. Ooh. He wasn't expecting that, but I'm a sketchy dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's that's rude to yourself. You're not sketchy. Unnerving. You're unnerving. <laughs> <laughs> Too easy. Let's get into the trial. You ready? Anything else you want to add before we get into it? Because again, this not is unsolved. Yet. Nothing you want to add yet. Okay. Let's take a sip of our drinks. I was the only one drinking, in case anybody didn't uh, tune into our YouTube channel. Also, shout out to our not sponsor, Malibu Rums. <laughs> quick break for them. Also, Thank you guys so quick much. Quick shout out to our live studio audience. Remember, if you follow us on Insta, you have a chance to be part of that audience. Yes, we will give you our address and you can come into our home, regardless. Of <laughs> you if can we just know hang you out. Not. You don't have to come watch the episode. Like You can just be in our home. We'll give you a key anytime. You just, anytime, any place. Our just fridge <laughs> is stocked. You come in. <laughs> it's all yours now. <laughs> yeah, it's yours. <laughs> So, let's get into the trial. 
So Ronald Light was arrested and stood trial for murder at... Lester. Yes. Castle in a trial which began on the 9th of July, 1920. Oh, hold on. A trial in a castle? Sounds awesome. Honestly, yeah. like if I got to go down, I'd like to go down. In that castle. is how I'd want to go out. Yep. And like, apparently it's super cool. Cool castle? Yes. Yeah, so I mean, castles in general. Yeah. I mean, my goal is if this podcast takes off, I'm buying a castle. <laughs> That's the first buy. That's it. <laughs> I have no idea how much castles cost, but yeah. I feel like they can't be too much. Would you like try to become real royalty? <laughs> no, I don't think I would. I don't think I'd follow that path. Interesting. Oh, yeah, no, so, just, so just like a curious. trial in a castle is where we were. So continue with that. We were at a trial in a castle, and um, it was said to be used because it was a like massive thing since the 1700s, but the Great Hall is like literally some Game of Thrones shit. Like it's, it's massive and open. And it was meant to be sort of intimidating. So it was, it was oh hopefully God. there to make people I want a great hall. unnerving men feel uncomfortable. A, a great hall in your home? That is just, that's the dream. Would I you? haven't realized until just this very moment that my dream <laughs> is to have a great hall. <laughs> what would you do there? Nothing. Throw that's the whole point. <laughs> people that come to my home, they're like, what do you use this for? And that's like, that's my great hall. <laughs> and then like the tour just continues. I take no questions. I just bring them to the next room. There's no furniture. You just sit in the middle it's of the great hall. empty hall. <laughs> but it's great. Oh, it's it is great. great. <laughs> oh my God. There's a mirror and that's it. So, this is a little poetic, but we're in the Great Hall, and he was defended by someone who at the time was known as the Great Defender, Sir Edward Marshall Hall, known as the Great Defender. He was incredible and mounted great defenses for people that were known to be doomed. So, you know this guy's got some money. So... He cleverly managed to throw serious doubt on the idea that Ronald Light was the man responsible for the murder of Bella Wright. Although his client openly admitted the gun holster, bullets, and bicycle were his, he adamantly denied the killing. Hall claimed the bullet which killed Bella could have come from firing of a gun from some distance away, using the dead bird found near the scene as a possible reason, and he said it could be said without any certainty it came from Ronald Light. He argued that a close-up shot, as in the police theory, would have caused much more injury to the young girl than was found. He highlighted a lack of motive. Sorry, I think my breathing tube just broke. He highlighted a lack of motive in the case, focusing on the fact that there was no assault, no robbery involved, and he introduced the idea that another mystery person somewhere in the shadows was involved and was the one responsible for the murder. He also placed emphasis on the fact that no one saw Ronald Light on the road with Bella at the time of the murder, and couldn't technically prove that he was the murderer. The jury was impressed, <laughs> apparently, with the defense, and they acquitted him on the 12th of June of all charges. With the only suspect in the case then acquitted and declared innocent, the family of Bella Wright and the people from Little Stretton were left scratching their heads. Was it really an accidental shooting from afar, or was Ronald Light really the killer? Those mysterious 30 minutes on the 5th of July, 1919, became the most talked about period of time in local history. Records indicate that Bella's murder was puzzled over. Ronald Light left the area, got married, changed his name. He was never recalled for the murder, and he died in Kent in 1975, aged 89. Wow. Thoughts? I mean, first of all, it sounds like he had a great lawyer. It sounds like he had the dream team of lawyers before that existed here. And I mean, that's kind of, it sounds kind of similar to like the OJ case. 
in terms yes. of he had a great lawyer. He really doesn't have too much of an alibi. Evidence kind of points towards it, but I mean, a jury of his peers acquitted him. So just as we don't know that OJ did anything, like we will we'll never know unless he or someone else confirms it. I, I mean, we have to kind of go with the idea that it wasn't him. Technically speaking, although all the arrows point to it, unequivocally there's no concrete evidence to say that he was on that road at that specific time and pulled the trigger. But if you look at the circumstantial evidence of it, he owned the bike. It points directly toward it. And yes. why would you dump that stuff? I know. Yeah. That's what seems so suspicious to me is like – he would have just rode off into the sunset if he really just parted ways with her. Why did he dump the gun holster full of bullets? Why did he disassemble yeah, this, this is, his bike and throw it in the canal? This really is like a similar idea to like the OJ case. Like and really in a lot of ways, like why did OJ get in the Bronco and drive like that? Like why so you're is this guy? You think OJ did it? Oh, I mean, we should get into that another day. I mean, I, I don't know. I have my own thoughts about OJ, but that, that deserves a full episode. He did it. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, no, we're not going to get into OJ right now. But uh, in terms of this case, like, like, why do you dump that stuff? I mean, maybe it's to avoid suspicion. Like, maybe you read in the headlines, like, this guy, unnerving man in green bike seen with woman before she dies. And you're like, fuck, I have a green bike. <laughs> like, I need to get rid of this theoretically like that makes sense like they just overreact like you have a gun and turns out she she got killed by gunshot mm -hmm. like you'd want to get rid of that right away and the other thing that was very interesting that people at the time noted towards his innocent and innocence and quick acquittal was like the dude apparently was super 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 calm like super chill like didn't seem nervous didn't seem like anything answered all questions honestly like was relaxed seemed to be put together could be a sociopath he could but be also could just be circumstances something mysterious because it also yeah, seems I mean, weird that there were no footprints the dead bird nearby could have just been coincidental and i there was nothing said about if a bullet caused the bird to die or if it was yeah just a that dead could just bird. be a dead bird exactly. i mean it is 1919 like i mean the idea of like a mysterious mm -hmm. third party mm -hmm. In 1919, I think is probably a little bit more credible than be like today. Where there was like, no robbery, no one robbed her of anything. I mean, it could just be accident. Well, who's hunting at eight o'clock at night? That's a great point. Well, so I don't know. But yeah, this is this is an interesting case. Like, I mean, as much as like you want to say it's that person, there's nothing truly that's like this is definitive proof. It really is like. It could just be like he just got in like the shittiest, most unlucky situation ever. Mm -hmm. That like he literally just happened to be a good person with a checkered past who tried to help someone and then that someone lands up dead. But then at the same time, like why how often does that happen? Why disassemble the bike and dump because, it in like, the Because like you read a headline. You're like you read a headline that's a woman dies after an unnerving man gives her ride on green bike and you're like, shit. That's my bike. I did give her a ride. Who's going to buy that? And the other thing is, too, is it's like, it's 1919. Mm -hmm. And, like, I mean, people were still probably getting fucking, maybe not hanged for shit, but, like, people were getting... The guillotine was in France until, like, the late 1900s. There you go. Like, so people were... They, he got tried in a great hall. Yeah. 
in a cast in a goddamn castle that I will own one day. <laughs> that specific one. <laughs> I want that one now. So I'm gonna throw a little bit of a wrench in things. Please do. Just for a second. The superintendent on the case, Levi Bowley, reported that he got on well with light. And there was a note found that it's said, quote unquote said, that Light said he would deny ever having written it if it ever got out, but that he wanted to get it off its chest. So the note and handwritten um, penmanship. Now, I'm going to say before that grain of salt, it was never verified to be his handwriting. It could have been shoved in with the circumstantial evidence, like to make the case more interesting. Could have been anything. But this is what it said. I did shoot the girl, but it was completely accidental. We were riding quietly along. I had my revolver in my raincoat pocket, and we dismounted for her to look at it. I had no (laughs) idea there was a loaded cartridge in it. Her hand was out to take it when it went off. She fell and never stirred. I was frightened and altogether unnerved, and I got on my bicycle and rode away. So most people believe it isn't authentic, and if the condition and if the confession was made, why didn't the superintendent report it? Yeah, I, that doesn't sound like anything. So that's what people are saying: is this they're saying like, hey, you know, it it might have just been shoved in with the evidence to seem like more appealing. It might have been. Yeah, I don't think that's anything. It also is a flimsy explanation anyway. Like, man, this is a good one. It's a good one to come back to. It's it's interesting because it it's one of those things where it's like it could be just a lapse in judgment, but because but, his lawyer was so good and technically there was no concrete evidence for people and he must have come off good enough as a person yeah. to where the jury didn't feel comfortable doing it. They they, they didn't see any footprints. People are unlucky. I mean she was. <laughs> <laughs> she is dead. He's dead too now, but and he lives she, a happy life yeah, though. I'm certain <laughs> she didn't. But like the changing the name, dude. I I don't know. Change like, your name. I I'm fine with that. And I'm also, fine with that. it's very weird because there were two books written about this. Really? Yes. And so one in you 1930, no, by H. R. Wakefield, said that he was innocent, and one written by C. Wendy East in 1993 claimed that he was guilty. So it seems like people are split because again, like it's a jury of your peers, right? Yeah. And they had all the evidence we had. So something in that courtroom with how the lawyer presented it and how he came across made them convinced that it wasn't an issue because he got fully acquitted. So it's like... Yeah, I mean, we have also, to... for those not watching the YouTube, Alex just went handheld. So I feel like he's going to go in. Well, what I was going to say is that when a jury finds someone not guilty, we have to give them the benefit of the doubt. And seen as even if he has a great lawyer... Even the greatest of lawyers, if there is a preponderance of evidence that truly points to someone being being the, the perpetrator of the crime, they're going to be found guilty because someone in that jury or a multitude of people in that jury are going to find them guilty. Mm-hmm. So there was something that happened that convinced them otherwise. And truly, this could just be a case of someone being extremely unlucky in being blamed for this and overreacting. Because if you read in that, like just imagine, uh, like even if you read or you hear something that, like let's say someone describes your outfit and you were with someone and now they're dead. 
<laughs> what is your first be- thing be like i don't want to have this outfit anymore because mm-hmm. if i go report to the police they're not going to believe me especially in 1919 you're like mm-hmm. i have a gun i showed this girl my bike i was giving yeah. her a ride i was with her most of the night mm-hmm. now she's dead no one's gonna be like oh this guy's fine look at him he's a great guy they're gonna be like no you did it so yeah. like him getting rid of it doesn't necessarily convince me of something it's suspicious and i wouldn't I wouldn't go down that path, but I can see why someone right. would. Yeah, especially like I mean, I think personally that 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 he's guilty. However, what I will say is that that does make sense, especially in a time of nineteen nineteen. Yeah. If you really think about it critically, and all it takes is to talk to one person. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, you see that headline, like last scene with a, a like you know thirty to forty year old man. Oh, I am riding an a green man. bicycle, and like you're like, I'm unnerving. <laughs> I don't agree. Look in my past. I was the last one that saw her. And I have a past of issues with women. I was dishonorably discharged. This could be bad. And you toss your stuff. Or he killed her and did the same thing. So I really don't know. It, honestly, don't, like, this, and it's. This it's, is very interesting. This is a good case. Because this, this one is cool because, like, it really could have just been a lapse in judgment. Could have been and, a lapse in judgment. Could have been a great lawyer. Could have been a lot. Yeah, I, I I am not with you. I don't know if I can say he's guilty. Yeah, it's it's the thing that's so confusing is like I mean at least for me I tend to sort of believe in the but, ability of due process yeah. and like the law to sort of find out what's right. But we weren't in the courtroom in the nineteen hundred like early nineteen hundreds and like not what courtroom. Was, great hall. <laughs> sorry, we weren't in the castle in the early nineteen hundreds and like. They were presented with the same as evidence. And yeah. for this to seem like cut and dry from two degenerates looking at it in 2020, yeah. they would have had the same evidence. They would have and had they the would same beliefs. Living in that time. And dude, I don't care how good the lawyer is, but something happened that made them believe that. And so it could have been just how relaxed he was, but either way, we're, we're probably never going to know. And that's why this is another cold one. Drop the mic. Uh, should we spin for the next country real quick? We are. Let me go ahead and I'll do it. Okay. It's my episode. Are you going to reach over here? Yeah. Yeah, me... Alex is uh, doing it next week, so make sure if you clicked out of this early on, you'll be able to tune in. Um, random country generator. I'm very excited. I'd love to hit enter. Okay. Should I just come over there? Let me get this up. I mean, yeah, walk on over. The YouTube audience will be thrilled. Let me cross frame real quick. <laughs> There's so many things in my way. So again, we're gonna run it back next week, and it can be anything. We're not limiting it anymore. And we're gonna we're gonna be back to a regular schedule nowadays. Where do Go I ahead click? And click on next random country. Okay, we got Sudan. Interesting. Actually, they kind of split in terms of countries. So we should wait, wait, wait. What? what? Oh, we didn't get Sudan. Uh, okay, you're just clicking through. You can't just keep clicking. For our YouTube audience, we're cutting out of all of this. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. This will not be in the audience. Audio. Rwanda. Anguilla. Okay, all right. That's a good one. So, all right, hold Denmark. on. Denmark. Hold on. I'm okay. going to give us a cue. I'm going to say this again. The YouTube audience will see this. They'll know we're lying. <laughs> all right, I'm just going to cut over frame real quick. And where do I click? Just right uh, here? Yeah, right here on next random country. 
Ooh. Wow. Denmark. That's just, okay. Okay. Well, look at that. We're staying in Europe. Um, in case anybody didn't know, Denmark is a country in Northern Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Any other fun facts we got there? The most southerly of the Nordic countries. I feel like we're going to get something very interesting out of there because I feel, I get peaceful vibes from Denmark, but I feel like they got some shit deep in there. Yeah, Nordic countries generally I find peaceful. That's what I'm talking about. Very excited. Well, hey, thank you everybody for uh, for tuning in this week. Alex is going to talk about something crazy happening in Denmark. If you're from Denmark and listening, then uh, now's your time to vibe. But yeah, I, have we figured out comments? What was that? Because last time we talked about comments, we told people to DM us. Yes. Uh, just come over to our house. Our address is uh, two. <laughs> For those of you that uh, don't follow us on Instagram, please feel free to follow us. Another cold one. Is a yes. podcast on the end of that or just another yes. cold one? Just another cold one. You can DM us there with any story ideas. Yes. Countries, if you let us know. Uh, yes. We're doing random countries, though, so like yes. it's not very helpful. If, if you give us a request, if there's something you really are dying for the two sad boys to talk about, then we will do it. <laughs> That's what we are now. Let us know. But we <laughs> got Denmark so next week. Follow us on there. Uh, check out our YouTube exclusive. Yes. You'll see something secret about this episode that happened. It's very exciting. <laughs> and uh, yeah, tune in next week. It's That's great it. to be back, guys. Thank you so much. Great to be back. Have a good one and take it easy. We'll see you next week.